Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, February the 10th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to review today's NBA DFS slate. It is a seven-game slate that starts at 7 p.m., spread out throughout the evening with the last two games at 10. So we have a full card tonight, nice seven-game slate. Uh, followed up again by a seven-game slate tomorrow. So kudos to the NBA. I love their scheduling this week. All A lot of games. Uh, we don't have those big blank days like we uh, we get sometimes on Tuesdays, Thursdays. Uh, so good stuff. Now, I know we have a tiny little slate on Super Bowl Sunday, but that is understandable for sure. So uh, what's on deck here? Today is a, a really exciting day here. The NBA trade deadline is today at 3 p.m. Eastern. So we're going to be doing a uh, NBA trade uh, deadline special and how it affects DFS. That will be out this afternoon at 4. Uh, that will come out right after the deadline. We'll reevaluate the people that have moved teams and how it's going to affect rotations and overall DFS performance. So uh, definitely something you want to catch and get on top of right away. Uh, we have our golf uh, PGA event, uh, the uh, Waste Management Open down there in Scottsdale, Arizona. That is starting today. Uh, that should be a really fun tournament to follow. Um, also, we've got uh, our this NBA schedule today, which is just uh, amazing. So there's there's a lot of movement here. There's going to be lots of changes, lots of things happening with trade moves, people sitting, getting yanked right before the game. So we're here to do all that work for you. Uh, you can join us by going to dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, you can sign up right there for as little as a three-day uh, pass for $10. So love to have you check us out. Uh, we have a phenomenal community, great supportive uh, community, and we have a lot of fun there for sure. All right, we're diving into this. No time to waste on this crazy busy day uh, with everything going on. Also this evening, uh, there'll be our Super Bowl podcast coming out, and all three of our uh, football guys are going to be in there. Uh, Andrew Hansen and Josh Davis, and also our analytics man, uh, John Wehausen, making his debut. So he'll have some good nuggets for you for the Super Bowl. So catch that this evening. Uh, I believe that drops around 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern. So uh, fun stuff, all kinds of things going here at Coach Talk. You got to love it. All right, here we go. No messing around. Game one, seven o'clock, Memphis Grizzlies, Detroit Pistons. Memphis, a big favorite here, 12 and a half. Nice total, 226. Implied for Memphis, 119.25 for Detroit. Uh, they're looking at 106.75. Memphis comes in 38 and 18, Detroit 12 and 42. Injury designations, those that are out for Memphis, Aldama, Brooks, Pons, Tilly and Tillman. So their main guys are in, uh, except for Brooks. Everybody else uh, is in for Memphis of their key rotational players. For Detroit, again, we have a questionable tag on Cade Cunningham. Uh, he was out the last game. Let's see where, where that falls. We also have uh, Josh Jackson questionable. Killian Hayes probable. 
and we know Livers and Pickett uh, are out. So these two teams have not been mentioned much in trades, so we should be fairly safe here uh, in this game. Detroit is on the first end of a back-to-back -to -back tonight. They play again tomorrow. Memphis, it is an island game. Pace, Memphis 6th, Detroit 14th. So we've got an above-average pace. Uh, with That's what leads to that 226 total. Defensively, Memphis has been strong, 7th, and Detroit 24th. So not a lot of resistance there. Uh, of course, you can go right to John Morant and discuss him right off the bat at 10-3. If the game stays close enough, certainly a fantastic opportunity for him here. Uh, he could be one of the higher scorers on the slate, no doubt about it. But if the game blows out, you know, it is a 12-and-a-half number. number. Uh, Detroit has been struggling, and if Cunningham sits again, uh, it's sort of an uphill battle for them. But uh, still, Jaws right on my uh, list. Uh, Desmond Bain's finally, price has finally come down. It's 6-3, so that's much more palatable. I think he's a nice option uh, also. A little expensive on uh, Triple J for me at 7-3, although he's been blocking shots and, and having some solid games. Pay down center, Adams is always an option at 5-3. Uh, on the Detroit side, it looks like it's going to be uh, Corey Joseph starting at the point at 4-4, but he is splitting a lot of time with Killian Hayes at 4K, so a little concern there. Um, if Cunningham plays at 7-8 without restrictions, certainly an option. If he sits, it brings uh, Diallo back into play at 4-8. He's been picking up the slack uh, when Cunningham's gone. You always have an opportunity for the, the same three guys we've been mentioning. None of them have blown the roof off. Uh, Isaiah Stewart got it done for me uh, the last game, though, but it was against the Mavericks' weak interior, and Stewart did smash there at 5-4. Jeremy Grant's only 6-1. He is the one guy uh, in this game that has the most likelihood to be traded, so we have to keep a very close eye on that, and for that reason, I'm not putting him in my initial builds. Sadiq Bey, hit or miss, and that guy is inconsistent at 6'4". Not sure I want to go out there on a limb at that number for him, but certainly has the capability of going 6'7x at his number. All right, we have two 730 games. The first one is the Brooklyn Nets and the Washington Wizards. Uh, certainly Brooklyn and all this turmoil with the Harden news, Harden desperately trying to get out and go to Philly. Uh, you just wonder how that's going to work, uh, play on these guys. But they're running into another dumpster fire in the in the Wizards, who just lost Beal to the season, uh, for the season with uh, surgery that he's having. You do have two teams on a uh, an island here. Uh, Washington's only favored by three, and it's a 218 and a half total. So, you know, this is a hard game to put your finger on. I guess Kyrie will be uh, highly owned, but we will see. Uh, it's a 107.75 implied for Brooklyn, 110.75 for the Washington Wizards. Brooklyn comes in 29 and 25, Washington 24 and 29. There was a point that the Wizards were actually first in the East. Uh, that seems like a long time ago for sure. Brooklyn is 10th in pace, Washington 18th, so 
average there. Both teams below average defensively, though. Brooklyn 17, Washington 21. Uh, this, this is just crazy interesting. We know Nicholas Claxton is questionable in this game. That is a concern because that changes the whole shuffling of the bigs there. Uh, Aldridge, Durant, Harden, Harris, and Millsap are all out. For Washington, the only guy out, Daniel Gafford, and obviously they've lost Bradley Beal for the season. So what's this game look like? Kyrie at 10-4, certainly going to be uh, a high watermark for ownership uh, for a payup guy just because the other guys are all out and it's against a team that's not defending well in the Wizards. So certainly an option, not a not a fun click uh, button to click, but he could be solid tonight. Patty Mills at 5K, super cheap, you know, second option, and uh, will probably have a lot of ownership again here. Uh, I think he's mispriced for this type of uh, outing and uh, hard to pass up at that number. The other guys, though, all crapshoot. You know, Bembry, Edwards, Griffin, Johnson, Thomas, Brown, if Claxton plays, Sharp, Carter. I mean, you don't know what the heck's going on there. You know, Cam Thomas showed some promise uh, the other day, looked good at 5K. Uh, you know, Blake's had a few decent stretches. If if uh, Claxton sits, Blake Griffin probably starts at center, and at 4-4, you could do worse. Uh, you know, Thomas Bryant is not a good defender on the other side, um, and we know Gafford's out. So I, don't, I can't believe I'm saying it, but Gafford or uh, Griffin may be a decent play. Who would, who would have thought it? But here you go. So we'll see how it goes. Look at James Johnson a little bit at 4-2. There is some value for Brooklyn. It's just making sure you choose the right one because if you don't, uh, that could be a, a lineup sinker right there. On the Washington side, you've got that uh, opportunity to take Spencer Dinwiddie at 6K. He's going to basically be the, the number two option, I think, to Kyle Kuzma at 7-4. So either one of those guys, Dinwiddie or Kuzma, I think are solid plays because uh, they're going to get most of the action here. There's no question about it. After that, if you want to go super value, you're going to get 3-7 Aaron Holiday, KCP's 3-5. Uh, you can also look at Montrez Harrell off the bench at 4-9 or Rui Hashimura at 3-4. Uh, Thomas Bryant's only 3-3, hasn't really shown out yet. So there's a lot of question marks on this Washington team. Definitely some incurred risk if you if you go for some of the value. I, I personally would prefer to stick with, with Kuzma uh, or Dinwiddie. All right, the other 7.30 game is the Miami Heat and the New Orleans Pelicans. Miami's favored by five. It's a 216.5 total, 110.75 for the Miami Heat. 105.75 for the New Orleans Pelicans. Miami comes in 35 and 20, Pelicans 22 and 32. Um, as far as injury designations, Hero and Caleb Martin are expected to be back. They're both probable. I'm counting them in as of now. Morris and Oladipo remain out. For the Pelicans, CJ McCollum looks like he's going to play. Uh, uh, he, he is expected in the guys that are out are Hernan Gomez, Nance and cheeseburgers, Williamson. 
So how does this game, this game is interesting. You've got uh, only a five point initial spread here for Miami. So that tells me, are, is somebody else going to sit that we don't know of? What's the situation here? Seems like a low number, 216 and a half expected, but only favored by five seems a little odd to me. But we'll see. As far as pace, this game is not good at all. 27th and 24th, respectively. Defensively, Miami's sixth best in the league, and the Pelicans not so much at 23rd. So how do we see this game playing out? You've got some good buy-up options here. Obviously, Jimmy Butler at 9-3 has the potential to break any slate. Bam Adebayo's been in great form at 9K. Those are the two spots you can directly look at. Uh, you've had just a, a very average performing Kyle Lowry at 6-7, very underwhelming. Wouldn't really want to go there. Duncan Robinson is points uh, dependent, but it can, you know, can get hot at 4K. Tyler here, of course, uh, a strong target off the bench at 6-2. So you, you have some good options there. I'll have some exposure. Uh, same thing with the Pelicans. I mean, you, you've got Devontae Graham at 5-2, C.J. McCollum at 8-2. How is he going to fit in uh, with this group? We're going to find out. Uh, Brandon Ingram at 9-2 loses a little steam with C.J. now you know, taking some of that usage. Uh, same can be said about the value play we've used quite a bit this year. Herb Jones at 5-3 uh, sort of now becomes like the fifth option. So he does create some of his own stuff with some stocks and putbacks, but not as excited to play him as a value pay, play. Joe Val, not the best matchup for him at 7-7 seven, seven, uh, with uh, Bam uh, de defense interior. Uh, Jackson Hayes, who's been really good lately at five, six, uh, he's been starting at the four alongside Joe Val. Uh, that's the question though, is now that CJ's in the mix here, what are they going to do? You know, how, what's the rotation? It looks like Hayes might get forced back to the bench, uh, you know, which is a shame because he was really stepping out. So we need to do a lot more, uh, you know, really looking at that and see for sure if it's going to be Graham McCullum, Ingram, Jones, and Valachunas, and they designate Hayes to the bench. That's going to be key. Um, because coming off the bench at 5-6, certainly not as good as the minutes he's been getting uh, playing alongside Joe Val uh, in recent games. After that, maybe Alvarado and a GPP as a backup point, uh, but that is about it. All right, we go to the lone 8 o'clock game on the schedule. And in this game, Toronto is on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Um, Houston Island game for them. Toronto's favored by 7.5. They've been red hot. They are uh, up into, moved way up the standings in the last couple of weeks. Uh, the over-under here is nice, 226.5, second highest on the entire board. So this game has uh, you know some definite potential to it. Um, it is 117 applied for Toronto, 109 and a half implied uh, for the Houston Rockets. Toronto comes into the game 30 and 23, Houston 15 and 39. Injuries, Goran Dragic, please become a Dallas Maverick. Today I've been calling this for like a week. I think they buy him out and he comes over. So we'll see if this happens or not. 
Uh, they could use the depth in the backcourt with Hardaway down. So, Dirk, can you make this happen, please? Makes a few calls. But he is out for Toronto, obviously. He hasn't played in months. Uh, for Houston, Eric Gordon, who's also likely to be traded, he is questionable. I think that's, you know, questionable to be on the team is what the designation should say. Uh, Garuba and Wall still out. And there's still rumors that somehow maybe Wall goes for Westbrook. That would be hilarious to have uh, poor old Russ back in Houston again after all these uh, shifts around. But that's the N the NBA. It's, it's wild. Um, all right. As far as uh, pace goes in this game, it looks like we've got uh, Toronto 23rd, Houston 2nd. So, you know, giant pace up for Toronto. If Houston keeps this game close, the big wheels for Toronto could really uh, pay off. As far as defense, 16th for Toronto, dead last for Houston. So, again, a, a sweet spot for Toronto. Looks like uh, they've really made all of their moves that they're going to make for their key guys. They're on the a heater right now and uh good time to, to invest in some of their, their players. Now, if the game doesn't stay close, not as much of a penalty with Toronto as it is some teams because uh nurse really has been leaning on his players hard. A lot of the guys leading the league in minutes, including Van Vliet. So, you know, it's a little bit more comfort when you spend the money and roster up for him and Van Vliet at eight, eight is definitely in play here. So is Gary Trent at a 6'5". He continues to perform at a, a very fair price. Starting to see Ananobi bust out a little bit now after when he came back, a bit of a slow start there for a while. He's at 7'2". You can always, you know, search for the Scotty Barnes big game at 7K. And then Pascal Siakam's been awesome. He's 9'8". And he's been back in uh, beast mode, if you will, just taking games over. So he's not a bad pay-up option. On the Houston side, it's been interesting. They sort of settled in with a starting lineup with Porter, Green, Tate, and then the two bigs, Wood in, at the four and Jen Goon at the at the big spot. So good to see that rotation sort of settle in, at least for now, unless there's any trades that come about. Uh, but that's, you know, it, it Porter at 6K and Green at 5K aren't bad prices at all. Jay Sean Tate is a little more risky, more GBP-ish. But Christian Wood at 8 and Zhengun at 4-8 are phenomenal plays. I think that they both, um, you know, either one could could do very well here. If this game stays close you're going to need uh, one of these two guys for sure. Um, no question about it. All right, we go on to uh, the Los Angeles Clippers and Dallas Mavericks game. It is an 8.30 game. Uh, we have uh, the, both teams on an island. Dallas is minus seven. It's a 216 total, 104.5 for the Clippers, 111.5 for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, right now, as far as this game goes coming into it, we've got the Clippers 27 and 29, Dallas 32 and 23. Uh, guys that are out for the Clippers are George Leonard and Preston. Uh, doubtful for Dallas is Sterling Brown. And we know Hardaway and tissue paper Porzingis remains out. 
So how do we look at this game here? How about the fact that we've got the 17th and 30th teams in pace, Dallas being the slowest. That's why you've got just a 216 total. And then defensively, this is the best combo of defense. Clippers 8, Dallas 5. So not a good DFS game all the way around here. You'll have a lot of people buy up for Luka, and it's understandable. He has been absolutely ridiculous lately, averaging 70 fantasy points in the last five or six games. He's just been out of his mind. But he is a a big, fat 12-4. So in this pace game, little dangerous. I'm probably not going to go there, but uh, very tempting. I mean, the guy that's putting up those kind of numbers, it's it's just very tough not to have him. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be difficult. So uh, a tough pass there for me, but probably not going to go uh, up to that number. Brunson is six seven, a little more reasonable. He's had some great games. Reggie Bullock's the guy that's really uh, pushed this hot streak for the Mavs. He's only 5'2", and he does get some stocks, you know, some steals at least, and a few rebounds. He had his high game for rebounds this last game. So at 5-2, he becomes a decent option. Uh, after that, just a, a mishmash of guys that uh, are really not rosterable, in my opinion. For the Clippers, it's a little different. You have Reggie at 5-9, Powell at 6-8, and he looks like he's going to be a player for the Clippers here. I, he started off really hot right off the bat coming in. After that, you know, it's a roll of dice deal. Morris at 6'3", Batum 3'7", Zubats 3'9", uh, Covington off the bench at 5", flat. Amir Coffey's now coming off the bench at 4K. So very difficult to, to really pinpoint uh, where to go on the Clippers' side. Not really crazy about any of them, to be honest with you. All right, two late games. They're both 10 o'clock. The first one, Knicks and Golden State. It's Golden State minus 10. It's a 217.5 total, 103.75 for the Knicks, 113.75 for the Warriors. It is the second night of a back-to-back for Golden State. Clay sat yesterday to play today, so it's going to change some things uh, with them being on a back-to-back. There are also rumblings that some of the Knicks uh, could be included in some trades. So we'll keep a very close eye on that one uh, as well. Uh, in this game, the Knicks are 24 and 31, Golden State 41 and 14. Um, as far as uh, Mitch Robb, he is questionable, and that's important. Uh, Grimes and Noel are also questionable. So last game, Rob, Mitch Robb and Noel missed. Taj Gibson started. They play Julius Randle at center some, so we need to know if those bigs are in. Uh, the big one, though, is R.J. Barrett, doubtful. Looks like he's going to miss this game, and he has not missed much this year. Uh, Derrick Rose remains out as well. For Golden State, out Bielitsa, Green, Iguodala, Wiseman. So same scenario as last night. Interesting situation here. Barrett is, takes up a lot of usage uh, after Randall. He's second on the team. So, you know, what does it open up for? Kemba, 3-9, no thanks. Alec Burks, 4-8, no. Uh, Fournier at 5-9, a little, you know, dependent scoring-wise. Maybe Julius Randall at 9-1.
But is he going to still be a Nick? Is he going to be involved in any of these big trades? I don't think he will, but, you know, something to be concerned about. And then obviously the big situation with Mitch Robb and uh, Nerland's Noel being questionable. So a lot to follow there on that game. Not crazy really about uh, the Knicks here. I mean, Golden State has that number one defense. The Knicks are 12th. Only problem for Golden State is it's such a pace down game with the Knicks being 29th, second slowest team in the league. It is a pace up game for the Knicks with Golden State being eighth, but facing that number one defense definitely hurts. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been predicting that that they'd fall out of that first spot uh, defensively with Draymond being out for so long now, but they have maintained it. I mean, anybody they're bringing in is getting it done on defense. They have really bought in uh, to that whole defensive scheme of things. So not a great game here of the two late games. Obviously, this is the one that is not good. The other one is good. But, uh, you know, you've got a couple of options here. Do you want to pay up for Curry at 10-5 on a back-to-back with Thompson in? Not for me. Uh, Just doesn't add up. Uh, again, he can always have a game with 10 threes or whatever, but I just, you know, I know the Knicks backcourt stinks defensively, but overall they're decent and back to back. That's, you know, I don't think Kerr pushes him that hard here. Clay's fresh should get 30 minutes here. I think he's a really solid play at six, five, Andrew Wiggins, six, four is playable. If Jonathan Kaminga starts at four, three, I, I like him. He's just, he's a good points per minute guy that's getting better. I think he's a nice value option. And you can always pay down for center with Kevon Looney. He's always an option every day, just steady Eddie, but uh, not going to blow your doors off. That's for sure. But if you need a cheap centerpiece, maybe he's the guy. Uh, after that, a lot of bench stuff with Poole, Lee, Toscano Anderson, Moody, Peyton. Uh, nobody that is really rosterable, though. All right. Last game on the slate. 10 o'clock as well, feature game, great game. Milwaukee Bucks, Phoenix Suns. Some people think it could be a finals uh, preview. And uh, both teams playing fantastic basketball. It's an island game for both. Phoenix is favored by four. You have the highest total on the board at 232. 114 implied for Milwaukee, 118 for the Phoenix Suns. Milwaukee comes in 35 and 21. Uh, Phoenix 44 and 10. You've got Grayson Allen probable, Hill and Lopez out for Milwaukee. For Phoenix, same group out. Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, Sarich, Shamit. Those guys have been together in the out column for quite some time. Uh, Pace, ninth and 10th. So you get two top 10 pace teams. But on the other side of the coin, two top 10 defensive teams. Milwaukee 10th, Phoenix 3rd. So, this, you know, how do you look at this game? I mean, the, the number's big in Ve- Vegas, even though these two teams can defend, but you have so many stars here that you can focus on. The question is choosing the right one. Uh, the Holiday versus Paul. Again, I think I used this analogy before. To me, it's somewhat of a Spider-Man, Spider-Man move here. Uh, both great guards defensively, smart players, veterans and uh they somewhat cancel each other out for me holidays 8k and paul's 9-2 uh other than that you know middleton and 7-6 uh 
uh, certainly uh, has shown maybe turning it around and, and making it happen here. Uh, if you want to pay up for Giannis, if he's your single payout, it would make sense uh, at 12K. Bobby Portis has been super uh, consistent and solid at 6'8". A lot of guys off the bench uh, for Milwaukee, none of uh, which I'm looking to roster today. Devin Booker at 8'9 could be a great play here. He's going to have to score uh, to win this game. I really believe that, and I think he's he's a solid play at a fair price at 8'9. Mikhail Bridges uh, had that emotional game going back to Philly, played really, really well. Uh, can he bring it back here? I like him. 6'1 is not a bad price. Get He'll probably get Middleton defense, so uh, not as high on him here as I was in this last game. Uh, Jay Crowder sort of splitting time with Cam Johnson. They're 4-4 and 4-1, uh, respectively. And, you know, either one uh, could be a decent play, but I'm not going to go there with uh, somewhat of a timeshare, if you will. The big DeAndre Ayton, 6-6. He's been fine, not getting huge minutes. Uh, JaVale McGee's taking a lot of backup minutes from him, a little bit more than normal. So, not as high on the, uh, them as well. So really, uh, it comes down to the guys in this game I'm interested in are, are really Middleton, Giannis, and Portis, and then pretty much Booker uh, on the Phoenix side. So we'll definitely have some some serious uh, ownership in that game, but I think it's a good game to spread it out, uh, maybe pay up for one real big pay-up guy, uh, until these trade news and guys sitting comes out, uh, we're, we're a little bit devoid of, of all this incredible value we've had lately. So we're going to have to wait and see how things uh, happen uh, as the, the day goes on. So that is it, my friends. Seven really good games, seven uh, games that can go a lot of different directions. We'll be following the news minute by minute. So stay tuned uh, with us in Discord. And to get in Discord with us, uh, you can become a member by going to dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, you can sign up for as little as a three-day pass uh, for 10 bucks. So great time to do that. Uh, you can catch all of our podcasts this week. Uh, PGA, NFL, NBA, all of them are up and going. Tune in again this afternoon, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern, the, the trade deadline uh, NBA podcast I'll be putting up to review how all the final NBA trades here are going to affect DFS tonight and going forward. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. If you can put a little comment, we'd really appreciate that. While you're at it, hit that little bell button, the alarm. That will give you an alert every time one of our podcast premieres and posts. If you're listening on audio podcasts, if it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where everywhere podcasts can be heard, please give us a five-star quick comment. You'll get into a drawing for a full one-week membership, all access to DFS Coach Talk, and that drawing is at the uh, end of each month. All right, that is it, my friends. Time to get uh, the trade deadline crunches going here, get these lineups started, and uh, love this time in the NBA. So thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you. And uh, definitely catch us again tomorrow for a nice NBA seven-game slate 
Uh, we'll be looking to crush it again in NBA DFS.